0: Welcome to Biohack Your Beauty, episode 8. I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp, and I'm here to help you find the most powerful beauty biohacks, nutrition principles, lifestyle habits, and spiritual practices for optimal well-being. I'm really excited about this week's show with alchemist Archer Love. I love connecting with Archer because every time we do, he just radiates with a sense of purpose and authenticity. His passion for Ormus, also known as the Philosopher's Stone and the Elixir of Life, originates from his own battle with PTSD stemming from time spent in the Air Force. He studied chemistry and psychology in college and worked as a counselor in a treatment center for women with eating disorders, and all this time he was searching for a way to find relief from his anxiety and depression. And then he experienced the transcendent healing powers of a substance called Ormus. And he knew he had to share this with the world. Ormus has been called the food of the gods. Its documented use dates back to ancient Egypt, Lemuria, and Atlantis. King Solomon and Jesus Christ were known to use Ormus. In our interview, Archer will give you a better understanding of the power of Ormus and the connection that food and minerals have to how we think, feel, and pray. Here are some of the questions we answer on this show today. What makes Ormus such a powerful anti-aging biohack? How do minerals or mineral deficiencies affect your mood? Why is Ormus known as the philosopher's stone? What is the powerful shift that occurs due to the gold components within Ormus? Why is CBD beneficial for the body, and how does it decrease inflammation? What is a powerful libido-enhancing biohack? Why are minerals important if you are a coffee drinker? And what are Archer's top three beauty biohacks? Before we start the show, I do want to tell you about this amazing wild-crafted Moore mud mask that I absolutely love. And I love it because it's 100% pure. You can read the ingredients and it will only say mud. However, that mud is full of herbs, flowers, organic compounds, humic and fulvic acid, and naturally occurring essential oils. I love how it makes my face all glowy and luxuriously soft and I also love that Shazandu's products are such high integrity and high quality products. You can use discount code DORA, D-O-R-A, for 12% off your order. I know you'll love it as much as I do. All right, everyone. I'm super, super excited to bring you Archer Love. How are yeah. you doing?
1: I'm um, pretty good. Just like. Running around, taking care of errands, working, you know, just really busy day. I was at Lightning in a Bottle last weekend. It was amazing. Have you been to a music festival?
0: I've been to music festivals. Um, When I lived in Florida, I would go a lot, but I haven't been to Lightning in a Bottle yet. So I really want to go because I've heard that one's really cool.
1: Yeah, it was so good. I would love to go to some festivals outside of California though it's
0: so good oh my gosh it's amazing oh I went to one in Okeechobee I don't know if you've heard of Okeechobee it's like literally the middle of nowhere but that's what made it kind of cool you know it was like there's nothing around it's literally just lots of grasslands and heat and tropical plants it was really cool amazing yeah
1: you have a podcast right
0: yes yeah so I started the process of creating it a while ago I really thought well this would be a great way to explore for myself and share my journey with other people and you know other women so I'm really enjoying it I'm definitely learning a lot not only um about people and biohacking but also about technology Because technology is really confusing for me, so I am, like, learning how to use a mixer and all these things, but it's definitely a fun process. You've explored women empowerment, so tell me about that.
1: Well, I used to be a therapist at a residential treatment center for women with eating disorders.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, so, um, just really has always been very close to my heart, um, because I was brought up by my mom and my sister, and, uh... The men in my family were always very um, abusive, you know, my mm-hmm. father, and my stepfather, and my older brother, and it just uh, seemed to be the way it was, and so my sister and my mom really kind of brought me up, and just have, like, sort of a, like a protector to- sort of vibe towards women, you know?
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like,
1: like, having a company, y- you think about, like, what you want to donate your cause to, you know, and I've spent a lot of time meditating on that over the years, and women's empowerment is always just like right at the forefront for me.
0: Um, When you worked at that treatment center, was it kind of centered around addiction, or was it more kind of centered around the controlling aspects of the eating disorder?
1: I wouldn't say it was really centered around any cause of the eating disorder, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so, like, multifaceted,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you can't really narrow it down to, like, you know, one cause or issue. It's just, you just sort of deal with the, the person individually and just sort of, like, hearing them and seeing them. They all, we, I, would, um, I would organize a group. Uh, meditations and events and things for everybody and you know we just really approached it like yeah, yeah you can't really just um narrow it down to one thing like that yeah
0: interesting yeah okay that's yeah. Really- like
1: a lot of people say that um they they typically they say like the cause for eating disorders is like wanting to have like control over something in your life you know Mm-hmm. but like yeah, it's not quite that simple. People just have a need to simplify things. It makes people feel better to th- think they know the cause of something, but it's not really like that, you know?
0: Interesting. And yeah. so, did you find that there were many different reasons for those? Are they say, you know, eating disorders, but do you feel like they were maybe manifestations of other things? It just kind of manifested yeah. as an eating disorder?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's cool. I like how you really emphasize the word disorder when you're talking about it, because mm-hmm. I don't really consider it a disorder. I just consider it, um, a miss, a misguidance of, um, obsessiveness. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I and definitely, a lot yeah. of it
1: really just comes from a lack of awareness and education and understanding because, uh, Like, I think that to be obsessed with something is really good, because that's how you end up being a master in that field, you know? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, like, an eating disorder shows somebody that automatically, right there, like, they have an uh, extraordinary amount of self-control, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, most people can't override their body systems to be like, oh, my body wants to do this, but I'm going to not do that, you know? Like my body wants to eat, but I'm going to not eat like that just shows like a, an extreme amount of willpower, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't consider it a disorder at all. It's just, um, I've, everybody has issues and they all deal with their issues in different ways, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, for some, some people it just becomes laziness and some people it comes drug addiction and some people it's like obsessive exercising and some people's eating disorders, you know, but it's really just uh, human beings just dealing with their issues in different ways, you know?
0: Yeah, and do you think that some of those um, disorders or quote-unquote disorders or obsessions can manifest then into something positive then? Because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, like, you hear of... Because I worked in, actually, a recovery center for people who um, had issues with drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I taught yoga there for about a year and a half and meditation and stuff. But really Mm -hmm. trying to get them to focus on other things like even something like fitness or biohacking or something like creating art or you know healing um, tinctures whatever it is but putting your energy into something and becoming really passionate about that so I don't know does that resonate with you at all is that something that you think is a positive thing, kind of that obsession. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, um, because they have uh, like an extraordinary amount of control in their system, you know, self-control. Mm-hmm. So, just redirecting that obsessive nature into something that's productive and beneficial. It's like, you know, edu- educating them on where they should allow that gift of theirs to flow you know Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um like I personally have gone 30 40 days without eating solid foods you know like fasting you know things like that and um my mom would freak out like you need to eat you need to eat whatever like uh you're anorexic I'm like not anorexic I'm fasting like you know what I mean (laughs) but like most of these people that show up with eating disorders don't even know what fasting is Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and like they're there, it's just a lack of education, you know, um, around what is truly healthy. And it's really healthy to fast. And especially if you have a lot going on in your life that is really stressful, you know, it's really good to just, like, fast and to take a break from consumption perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what people did in ancient times. And today when people do things like that, um, they're automatically labeled as sick. And then it's hard to detach from the label that is put on you. So you start to think you're sick and you start to act like you're sick, you know, and like n- none of that stuff is really, you know, real. That's why, like I said, I liked how you emphasized a um, disorder as if you knew that it wasn't really a disorder, just something misguided, you know. Mm-hmm. So like you they just like help them. A lot of what we did was art and reading and, like, anything that really helps them find themselves because then they can, you know, like, put their, like, OCD nature into something beneficial and then they become, like, a master, you know? Like, obsession compulsion is, like, super important because the people who are OCD are the Nikola Teslas of the world, you know, and the people who make things that will change the way people function in society, you know, make people's lives better. Right, but, like, society is trying to, like medicate people that are ocd as if it's a bad thing Mm -hmm. you know trying to numb them out and give them drugs and whatnot rather than just teaching them that it's a gift that they have and that they should just learn where to put it you know like god makes us all the way that we are for a reason and like nobody has like a person with ocd without knowing what their service is you know like a person who's ocd but they don't know like what they're supposed to be doing in the world It's like a Ferrari not having wheels, you know, because, like, a person with OCD can go really, really far if they know where to direct it. Um, But it's like a Ferrari, you know, it's like all this power, you know, like all this intensity. But, like, without wheels, it just doesn't go anywhere, you know.
0: I love that analogy. That's so true.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so true. And it's, it's amazing because... I'm sure you have this experience because I think you're a very intuitive and insightful person, but you meet someone and you see their greatness and their, like, their beauty, and but they're just not in a place where they're able to see it yet or, you know, yeah. they're able to embrace that part of themselves. And sometimes mm-hmm. it makes you kind of like you want to help them, but, you know, somebody has to be ready to, to put the wheels on, I guess, if you want to put it like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, also, you know, eating disorders and all these other addictions and things, a lot of times it has to do with voids, you know, like deficiencies, you know, deficiencies in diet and things like that.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and then those things cause anxiety and depression and, um, so that's why one of the reasons why I make mineral supplements because like the minerals really fill the cells of the body with what it needs to work optimally you know and it helps the brain to communicate with the body and with itself you know like the minerals are just really important they are needed for the body to function appropriately Mm -hmm. you know so like when somebody has anxiety or depression and stuff like that and they take Armas it really starts to change their life it makes them feel a lot better
0: So tell us about Ormus.
1: So Ormus is an extraction of monoatomic elements and minerals from sea salts. So I use dead sea salt, Cyprus sea salt, and Himalayan sea salt. And it's got all the minerals from the sea and even silver and gold and some of the really precious um, elements that most people wouldn't think is just like in sea salt, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And that's all it is. It's just a concentration of all of those um, minerals and elements, and it does magical things for the body. It like really just balances out all the body systems and uh, feeds the organs and glands with what they use to repair themselves because the organs and glands are self regenerating systems, but they use minerals and especially the gold to regenerate themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And the minerals are really important for being able to be positive. It's hard to be positive when you're deficient in minerals. You know, it's like it's hard to be positive when you're dehydrated, too. You know, and and this, this sort of stuff, these sort of deficiencies will drive a person crazy. You know, dehydration, mineral deficiency, that sort of stuff will really make a person lose their mind, you know. Mm hmm. So, yeah, taking in these minerals is just really important for just being able to be positive and manifest good things and stuff like that.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about why the minerals are so important for the function of your moods or the the anxiety? Why does the lack of minerals cause anxiety or depression? Yeah,
1: because the body can't work without them. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like The body uses these minerals for everything, mm-hmm. literally. All, all of the mechanisms in the body
2: mm-hmm.
1: are basically fueled by minerals. You know the minerals. There are also called, there are a lot of different names for minerals. Electrolytes is another one of them. You know, but the different names really just comes from different branding. Um, monoatomic elements, electrolytes, minerals. You know, it's all this. They're all very similar, mm-hmm. and there's slight variances between the states of these minerals, but. They're all minerals, and these minerals are the true building blocks to life. People talk about carbs and fat and protein and all this stuff, but, like, minerals are way more important than that because even all of that stuff comes from the minerals, you know? So when when you're, like, taking in minerals and things, you actually start to feel so good and peaceful that you don't even need to eat, you know? I eat once a day, but I never get hungry, and I only eat because I know if I don't eat, I'm going to end up lethargic at some point and not going to be able to work really hard, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I really honestly, like, never get cravings for anything, never get hungry, nothing like that. And I was never able to fast like I did either before I started taking Ormus. It really just made everything a lot easier. And I also focus, like, focusing on work like I do and, like, all this stuff. Ormus allowed me to do all that stuff
0: interesting so let's go back you eat once a day and for the most part part, do you um like usually eat in the morning or do you kind of eat
1: normally normally it's around like five or six like i I wake up and then i just like work all day and Mm. then i'll eat like when the sun starts to go down i'm like okay i could probably use a break i'm gonna get some food and then i'll eat like two or three pounds of food (laughs) and then i just keep working again
0: yeah so you're so you're practicing it intermittent fasting pretty much much, yeah Yeah. Yeah. which is
1: from my perspective food makes people lazy and people are taught that they're supposed to have breakfast first thing in the day and that's honestly just intuitively speaking that's so ridiculous you know and Mm -hmm. it really breaks my heart because when I worked at those centers that's what they teach people and that's why I don't do that stuff anymore because honestly I just feel that what they were teaching people is all wrong like Basically, in terms of nutrition and diet goes, it's, like, 100% wrong. They literally forced them to eat ice cream and cereal and mm-hmm. pasteurized dairy and all these things, you mm-hmm.
0: know?
1: And I was like, I would be throwing up, too, if you forced me eat that stuff. Like,
0: Yeah, well, they probably did also prescribe them, um, like, pharmaceutical um, yeah. drugs and stuff like that. So that kind of takes your, your whole intuition, especially when it comes to food, Kind of out of whack a little bit too. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You mentioned consumption perspective. What is that?
1: Um, consumption, it's it's like a cascade, you know. Like mm-hmm. everything we do is is a cascade, and so when we wake up and the first thing we do is consume something,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it just puts us down that cascade of consumption, you know. Which like they, one of the other reasons breakfast is the the most important meal of the day is because they're trying to build a consumer society. And they want to keep people in consumer mode, you know, so like the first thing you do is put something in your body, eat, you know, and then, and then from there, it's just like you keep wanting to put things inside of you, buy things, eat things, do things like a lot more doing and less being, you know, like if you wake up, and the first thing you do is meditate for like 20 or 30 minutes, you're doing the opposite of consuming because when you're meditating, like you're putting out, you know, Mm hmm. Like when you're thinking or meditating or or acting on something, like you're you're going outward, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you're like eating something, your energy is going inward, and that's like consuming, you know. And yeah, it's it's just it's harder to be creative, you know, and it's harder to like just like really be in service when you come from a consumption perspective. That's why like a lot of artists they don't really eat that much either, you know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they. They do things like coffee or marijuana or whatever stuff like that, but think like a, a lot of really creative mindsets, you know, like geniuses and stuff like that. They don't eat a lot because you feel that once you eat, it really slows everything down, and it makes you makes your thought processes and everything much more lazy and less creative and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that's true with with food, really taking away that energy because really you're you're once you put food in your body your body's attention is going towards that food and digesting yeah. the food and yeah. trying to figure out what's good and you know what it needs to get rid of and um yeah. so yeah i can relate because really if you have a full stomach man you just want to take a nap you're not trying to yeah, you yeah. know write a book that's or anything
1: like <laughs> yeah that's why i like to eat later in the day mm-hmm yeah
0: interesting yeah. and then you mentioned meditation I know you're a big meditator you have a video I think on your Instagram about how to meditate or maybe it's on your website oh yeah,
1: oh, yeah that was with uh, um, was Infinite Waters mm. that was with Ralph Smart did it say don't hate meditate
0: I think that's probably what it said if it didn't say that that's a good motto anyway <laughs> don't hate yeah, meditate
1: was, Yeah, I, yeah I like to meditate
0: Yeah, so what's your process for meditation?
1: When I'm really being strict on myself, I meditate for 31 minutes a day. But now I meditate two or three times a day, and I just do like five to 15-minute meditations. And it's always a little different. Um, It's it's like I'm stretching too often while I'm meditating, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Like y- yoga, stretching? Y-
1: yeah, yeah, like, well, I'm mostly just in lotus pose, but I sort of fold forward in lotus pose, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, stretching my back and just, like, really just, like, surrendering my body to gravity and letting it just, like, spread me out, you know? Because mm-hmm. then I'm I'm stretching and meditating at the same time, and it's, like, it feels like I'm being more productive, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, two birds and one stone.
0: <laughs> Did you always meditate? Did you always practice yoga? Or is that something that you honed as you got more into your spiritual practices?
1: Yeah, that's the meditating came to me after Ormus because prior to doing Ormus, meditation um, just seemed sort of futile. I didn't really get very far with it because mm-hmm. of the anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. It was a lot harder to meditate. Prior to the Ormus.
0: So tell tell us about your journey leading up to creating Ormus.
1: Uh, well, let's see. At the time, at the time that I discovered Ormus, I was working as an actor, and I was bartending on weekend nights. Um, not really necessarily bartending though. I was more so, I um, I set up uh, what you'd call a shot boy program at a gay bar. Mhm. Yeah, do you know the Abbey?
0: I've heard of it but I've never been.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I had um I had my friends who are models and actors. I was um getting them hired to sell shots at the Abbey. And I was sort of like managing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically I was just sort of doing, you know, just like doing all these different things, making money, like didn't really think about whether or not what I was doing was making the world a better place at all, Mm -hmm. you know, it just didn't really, I wasn't really thinking on that level, I was just sort of like, oh, I got to take care of myself, you know,
2: Mm -hmm. I
1: do this, got to do that, and um, that's like the consumption mindset, you know, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and so, um, yeah, so I just uh, discovered Ormus through a friend of mine, and I started doing it, and all these sort of crazy things started happening, so... I got really into it and then I started making it and then now alchemy came about because people really liked it.
0: So let's get back into Ormus and what what makes it so powerful. So it is minerals and mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a history to Ormus. Is it something that was an ancient medicine or is it more of a modern medicine?
1: No, it's super ancient. Really, really ancient. But It came sort of to surface in, like, the 70s,
2: -hmm.
1: and prior to that, um, Queen Cleopatra, um, the pharaohs of Egypt, the Essene Brotherhood, which Jesus Christ was a member of, um, all of these people and and groups used Ormus uh, for—they called it the elixir of youth, Mm -hmm. and they also called it the food of the gods, and it had a few names, but they would use it to restore this youthful glow— and um, to bring back um, like youthful energy and also to tap into a higher states of consciousness.
0: And you really feel like that transcended your anxiety and your state of mind and that Ormus brought you to this person that you are now? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. Yeah, totally.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been really interesting. But I'm, up, I'm still doing a lot of work on myself all the time. Like, I'm not perfect, you know?
0: Absolutely. Well, I don't know if we're ever perfect, you know? I, I think that's kind of the, the thing in life. Life is kind of like that where you have something and you learn and you expand. And then, you know, you want to expand more and, and more and more. I think you, you're never done. You can never be done, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I actually was reading about Ormus because I kind of wanted to have a little bit of background knowledge about it. And one of the things I read was that um, Ormus is also called the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, which is super cool because I like I love Harry Potter. So for me, I was like, Oh my God, the Philosopher's Stone! Yeah,
1: did they have the Philosopher's? They stone They did. Harry yes.
0: Well, the first, really? the first book is called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and it's it's literally the Philosopher's Stone that he. Oh, but
1: they don't use the term philosopher, do they? They
0: do. They do. Really? Yeah, they and call it the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, and it's oh, gosh. the elixir of eternal youth, you know, and so yeah, gosh, Ormus must be a bio if it's called the elixir of eternal youth you know
1: it's a huge biohack it's the biggest best biohack on the planet
0: <laughs> That's there's a...
1: gold in it yeah you know? like um i think that Mormus is great but most of the benefits probably come from the gold
2: mm,
1: interesting. it's got super super conductive abilities it raises people's vibration mm. and catalyzes ascension And so by raising your vibration, it's just like a fast track to seeing things more positively. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's how it, that's one of the ways it really changes people's lives, you know? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like if you're, you notice it more if you're in a really dark place than if you're already in a good place, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're already in a good place, it's like super subtle. It does help, but more so just over time. Mm -hmm. But if you're in like a really dark place and you use Ormus, then it's like, it's like Crossing three or four dimensions, you know. Wow. And so there's a way bigger, noticeable shift.
0: Wow. So that so this is really something powerful for people who are going through, um, you know, addiction in a dark in a dark way, or somebody who might be going through something really um, challenging. They th- this would be kind of something for them to look look into. using yeah. enormous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Do you think that it also encourages creativity?
1: Yeah, it does, 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that has to do with um, the chakras as well? Because I know that you incorporate the chakras into your into your work.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that those two are related. I mm-hmm. think that creativity comes from how it balances people's brain hemispheres mm-hmm. and puts people into a present state of being. Mm-hmm. And when they're present, the creativity just flows naturally when you're present, you know? Right. And because people, they they might be very creative, but when they're like in the past or in the future, when they're just like sort of stuck thinking about something that's unpresent, then their creativity is really blocked, you know?
0: Right. Absolutely. And,
1: uh, yeah, and also um, the chakras, they're really, for me, those were just, uh, that was like for fun. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I was thinking about coming out with flavors and I was like, oh, I know, like I'll flavor them like with the plants that are used to activate certain chakras and I'll have like a chakra line. That would be fun. You know,
0: it's really great. It's,
1: yeah, yeah, so it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I would love to ask you, because now you have a tincture. Let's talk about that before we get into this is how the. Uh, Ormus, How do you apply it? Do you take it internally? Is it an oil? Is it a tincture?
1: It is an elixir. Mm -hmm. And you can do all of the above. It's not an oil. Mm -hmm. It's water-based. But um, you can add it to teas and tonics and stuff, water, um, coffee, whatever. Um, But I just put it straight under my tongue every time I do it. I just do droppers, Mm -hmm. Um, but you can also, like, put it on your, it's really, really good if you put it on your face.
0: Oh, cool. That's how
1: Queen Cleopatra used to bathe in it. Really? Yeah.
0: She was so cool. She
1: took took Ormus baths.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: I know, she's so lucky.
0: She is lucky. I want an Ormus bath, that sounds amazing. I know, I don't even take Ormus baths. (laughs) Someday, maybe.
1: I can't afford to, to utilize all of that ormus in a, in <laughs> I know, a you'd have so. to take
0: like a really long bath or something to make it yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So tell me about the CBD that you've added to your or- ormus, and let's talk a little bit about CBD. What is the power of CBD?
1: Well, there's cannabinoid receptors all over the body, and these receptors are still being studied. They're not totally understood yet but they help the body function, and they also are somehow tied in with the perception of pain. And when these receptors are well-fed, the body functions better, and we feel less pain, Um, it also calms inflammation, you know? Mm -hmm. And so CBD, um, in that way, by working with these receptors, uh, decreases inflammation and pain, and it decreases anxiety, Um, stops tremors and seizures and and those sort of neurodegenerative disorders, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's just really magical. It's another really magical thing.
0: Do you consider CBD a biohack?
1: Uh, Yes, I do.
0: Because it's kind of trendy now, but it's been around for many, 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 many years. Yeah.
1: That's, well, that's ancient, too. Yeah. CBD is also ancient, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People have been smoking cannabis since before Bible times.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there's an optimal way to ingest it, or do you think every form of it is um, you know, the same?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that doing CBD in the form that I'm offering it to people is the optimal way to ingest it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there are CBD oils on the market, mm-hmm. and people are absorbing about 10 percent of the cbd from the oils mm-hmm. um, my cbd is nano enhanced and that makes it 100 percent absorptive
2: wow
1: um, oils are really you get more out of an oil rubbing it on your skin actually than than ingesting it so mm-hmm. it's really good for spot treatment arthritis pain that sort of stuff But if you ingest the CBD, then it's amazing for anxiety and cognitive functioning and just so many other things. And in order to ingest it and really get those benefits, it needs to be Mm -hmm. Mm nano-enhanced. So I have that.
0: Okay. And then the other element that you use is shilajit.
1: Yeah, shilajit. So talk
0: about that.
1: Shilajit is called the destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains by the Buddhist monks who used to use it while training in the Himalayan mountains. And it increases strength and stamina, detoxes the body, um, pulls heavy metals out of the body, uh, gets rid of molds, parasites, funguses, and even viruses. And it also helps with cognitive functioning. And it's really, really, really big for increasing sex drive and libido.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, it's amazing for that. It's- Literally, like it's crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah no it is crazy yeah, I, I
1: noticed the huge shift i felt like i was like 15 when i first started using it my sex driving through the roof
0: yeah it's it's so powerful and a lot of um i think for a lot of men it's really really an intense experience so i've heard but you know to to go from not taking it to taking it it's yeah. pretty it's pretty intense to actually feel that difference with it yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Do you think yes. are, there's an optimal way to take Shilajit? I know that you put it in your um, in your tinctures as well. Do you yeah. think that that's the best way to take it?
1: Yeah, I do. And I think that it's the best way to take it because it's more convenient.
0: Mm.
1: It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's already suspended in water. It absorbs right away. You can carry it with you anywhere. Mm-hmm. The only other way that you can really take it is in a resin form. Mm-hmm. And that's just a little bit of a pain in the butt. Yeah. You have to like either dissolve the resin or you have to like eat the resin and, and then it's your teeth are like black for like 10 <laughs> minutes. But the other things that people are offering are like pills and powders and stuff, but I don't really trust those.
0: Okay, so if like a Shilajit is in a pill or like a vegetable capsule, it's probably not worth spending your money on.
1: Unless you like really research the company and you know mm-hmm. exactly what they're about and you've fact-checked everything they said,
2: then mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's a good thing to do anyway, I think, with, you know, taking supplements and herbs and any really anything in this world, really, that you purchase or consume, it's good to do your research on.
1: Yeah, because they, they use a lot of fillers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that's just anywhere in the supplement industry they always do that sort of stuff.
0: hmm Yeah, and the bigger it gets, I mean, even companies now that used to be really small, like... I remember when Garden of Life started, you know, and now Nestle owns Garden of Life and it's just this crazy thing, you know. Now it's just really more of a trend to be to take supplements and, you know, all the protein powders and all that stuff. But, you know, people really don't do their research and they end up taking a lot of things that are not only not very good, but actually bad bad for you. Yeah,
1: it's true.
0: Yeah, so I think you're right. I think it's it's pretty important to do your research. Mm-hmm. When you started your company, did you really have the goal of becoming a conscious company in mind? Was that something that you incorporated into your your company?
1: No, but my goal was to make the world a better place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so people will maybe call it a conscious company, but that's just because it's a conscious company. You
0: know, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, my goal wasn't to be a conscious company. huh It's just, you know, I just wanted to give people really good medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I charge my stuff with crystals. And when I'm making it, I uh, blueprint it with positive affirmations and prayer, love, gratitude, and abundance. And, like, but that's just me. Like, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, I'm not going to make anything without doing stuff like that, you know?
0: That's beautiful, though, because I think that's really the whole key to it all is just putting your heart and soul into your creations and then knowing that that is a gift to the world yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's awesome so i would like to ask you do you spend a lot of time in nature and does that inspire Uh, you creatively at all
1: I do try to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I think that I've gotten, like, enough nature for an entire lifetime, to be honest. (laughs) Because I went through a phase of about a year and a half where I was homeless, and I spent every day in nature. And I did a lot of shamanic medicines, and I meditated and did yoga all day and read books all day and, like, all this sort of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And I really soaked it up. You know?
0: Yeah. Oh, They're yeah. a lot of nature. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's definitely part of me. And I walk barefoot as much as I can. You know, I live right across the street from the beach. So I try to go out there once a day and just do like a barefoot jog or something like that.
0: And you live in Venice, right? Yeah. Do you love it?
1: Yeah, I actually do love it. Yeah. It's really nice.
0: Yeah, I love Venice. Every
1: place has its, like, perks, you know, and its downfalls. But I like Venice a lot.
0: Mm-hmm you meet a lot of really cool people I'm sure
1: yeah yeah Venice is good for that yeah definitely
0: yeah and then I know that you speaking of cool people I saw that you created a video with Dara Dubonnet about coffee and that was the first time we talked um Was I messaged you and I was like, hey, tell me, why is coffee not a good thing? And so, Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, why you are not such a proponent of coffee.
1: Yeah, I think that it's okay in, you know, small amounts. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, sometimes I'll have one coffee a day. Mm -hmm. um, And... I'll never have more than that, or at least I try not to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But before I stopped drinking coffee, I was having, like, three coffees a day. That That's how I saw how bad it was, you know? Like, when you have a good amount, like, a lot of something, then you see if it's, like, if it's really causing damage to the body, you know? Mm-hmm. And so basically the thing about coffee is just that it's a neurostimulant, so it, you know, stimulates your nervous system, which is... Kind of the opposite of what we really want. We want to be more present and calm. And stimulating the nervous system activates fight or flight syndrome. You know, makes us less present. Mm-hmm. And it also put it also puts stress on the adrenal gland, the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, and the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why. I do have a little bit of coffee sometimes because I find that it can increase my uh, motivation and creativity because of that little bit of stimulation to those glands. But it's really important too. Though if we're doing that, then we're taking in a lot of minerals and stuff because those glands are going to use minerals t- to replenish themselves. You know. So I do chilaite and ormis. And that will really counteract any of the damage from coffee. And sometimes I just do a little bit of coffee, but definitely not like two or three a day like I used to do. And, and when that snuck up on me and I started realizing I was waking up with headaches, you know, and and that's when I stopped drinking coffee because I was waking up with headaches. And then when I stopped drinking, the headaches were so excruciatingly bad. The only thing that would get rid of it was my Elysium and it would literally get rid of it for like five hours until they would come back again and that was that took about four days so i realized coffee is actually can be very addicting and can be really damaging to the body and um when you're having like two or three a day then you're not really functioning at your optimal you know um but if you have like a little bit then i think it's okay but going past one you know that's not good
0: and you said your, your Elysium is what you took. And the Elysium is that the Sheila G, the CBD, and the Ormus?
1: Yeah, that's my favorite one.
0: That's the blend.
1: I love that one.
0: Yeah, it look, looks yeah. like a good one. I have yet to try it, but I'm excited to try it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the Warrior Blend.
0: The Warrior Blend. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I wanted to ask you because your name is Archer Love. Is that a name that you chose, or was that your given name?
1: It is my given name, but it was given by spirit. Love Mm -hmm. is my last name by birth. And Archer came to me because I'm really focused, so that's where the Archer comes from.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. So what are your three top beauty biohacks?
1: Um, My three top beauty biohacks. Definitely Ormus is number one. Uh, I would say collagen is probably number two. And water is definitely number three.
2: Mm. We can't
1: talk about beauty without talking about water. That would just be silly. <laughs> it's true. So I would say Ormus, Ormus collagen, and water. But actually, I want to take collagen back, and I want to substitute it.
0: Okay, go for it. We can we can go um, on and on. I mean, you can give me five say, or ten. <laughs> I would
1: say Frank. I would say frankincense instead of collagen.
0: Awesome, frankincense. Yeah. And why yeah. did you change your mind?
1: Because frankincense reverses cellular apoptosis. And so, if you're putting it in, an, if you're diluting it and you're rubbing it on your skin or whatever, it'll literally make your skin younger.
0: Awesome. I'm going to go do yeah. that literally right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have frankincense oil?
0: Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Rub,
1: yeah mix mix some frankincense oil and some argon oil, and then just use that as your face tonic every day
0: oh in your God. set. That sounds amazing. I, I love mixing essential oils. I, I use jojoba oil, but I love. Adding essential yeah, oils is great in there, to it. so
1: I'm probably going to do for that. Coconut. coconut can clog the pores, but other than that, it's all great.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, well, it's a larger, much larger molecules with a higher um, boiling point, mm. so um, rather than getting like into your skin, a lot of it stays in between the pores.
0: Hmm. Do you do you cook with coconut oil at all?
1: I actually don't cook. No, I just haven't had time for it in a long time. Mm, cooking okay. is really fun, and I'm good at it. And mm-hmm. I love it. But um, by the time I'm wanting to eat something, I'm typically also wanting to leave my house because I've been working all day. Right. And so I just go out to eat because it's it's nice and fast and convenient.
0: That's awesome. Do you have a place that you love in Venice, like yeah. a spot? Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. I either go to Cafe Gratitude or Air One.
0: Oh, my two favorite places in the world. Yeah.
1: yeah, those are the only two places I go to. Oh,
0: gosh. I That's, like, really why I live in the Bay Area, and oh. I just, oh, I miss, I lived in L.A. for, like, eight years, and I just yeah. miss, I miss the food culture there because you can get oh, organic good. and yeah. raw and conscious food, and you don't yeah. have to, like, you know, drive, like three hours away or something it's
1: crazy when I when I leave Los Angeles I'm like how do people live like this (laughs) I
0: know it's pretty crazy yeah it's pretty crazy it's different Uh so I would love to ask you where people can find you if they want to find you on Instagram or um, are you anywhere else where can they find you
1: yeah so the Instagram is now alchemy that's the company page. My personal page is Archer Love. My website is nowalchemy.com. Awesome,
0: awesome, awesome.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and that's pretty much it. I mean, you're not asking about the shops that carry my stuff, right?
0: No, but you know what? Go okay. ahead and share if you want to share a little bit about where they are carried, and then I can mm-hmm. include that in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, um, they're carried at Air One, Cafe Gratitude, Moon Juice, Sun Life Organic, life food organic uh, hot eight yoga waves yoga in Kauai on Kauai um, th- those are the only ones that i can remember right now i have mm-hmm. like 34 accounts but a lot of them are just like single like boutique shops and yeah like, even no, that's, the name that's well. great
0: though small small businesses it's a way to kind of support each other so that's really beautiful
1: yeah exactly
0: awesome well thank you so much for coming on this show i'm so excited about this interview it was even more amazing than i anticipated so exciting
1: really fun talking to you You ask really great questions i love interviewing interviewing is like my favorite thing to do because this is stuff i love to talk about you know
0: yay thank you you, archer so much i'm really excited
1: yeah me too have a blessed day
0: you too thank you (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the show. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something about this ancient biohack that is Ormus. I want to encourage you to share this episode with just one other person, maybe two, If you know that they're looking for something that will help them open up their third eye or something that will help them get more minerals in their body, Ormus might be the answer for them. So please share this with someone and please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I want to say thank you so much to everyone who's been so supportive and enthusiastic This has been such an amazing journey so far. I know it's only episode eight, but all of the love and enthusiasm from people has just been so amazing and overwhelming. And I would love for you to connect with me either on Instagram or by email because I want to know what you think. I want to know what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about, what biohacks are you interested in, what kind of anti-aging protocols or Maybe you're looking for some more spiritual information. Please let me know. I want to know what you want to listen to. I want to know what you want to hear. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will catch you next Monday. Have a wonderful, beautiful week.